1: Saturdays with Jenny.
0: Well this is my day for friends in the studio because a friend of mine has just written a column uh, well, I suppose it's a column, it is a column and uh, and I read it quietly and I just thought if it's it's just so timeless that I want to bring her into the studio and we're talking about Cesar Kelly Mar- 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 Luli, and I know many of you know um, Cesar Kelly, I call her Czar and, um, and she I suppose at one stage I must have seen you working at herd Boys, but not known who you were. You know, I mean, you must have been there because there was all the others I knew. Um, so you must have been there. But that was, uh, I mean, it was South Africa's first all-black advertising agency. It sounds like it was so many years ago. Jane, well, it was, and
2: it's good to be here. But yeah, it was a long time ago. But it, yes, I did it work there, and you've inherited me ever since.
0: Well, I, I, I have, but I mean, it is nothing but a pleasure most of the time, and um, but I've never known. Any anybody with with a a stronger self-will than than yours it is absolutely phenomenal but but let's talk about this this column of yours because it seems to me that everything is exactly the same as it was at the beginning of this year and nothing is the same as it was at the beginning of this year and you touch a little bit on your own um, journey during lock time and everybody whenever I talk to people about the lockdown, they say, yeah, no, 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 we managed. We were happy. We liked it. Um, it gave us time to think. We did this. We did. I hated it. I couldn't talk to my friend. I couldn't be with them. I couldn't touch. So they're, they're, it's all in one sort of like a trifle, really. There are different layers that, uh, that people went through. But most people don't really remember much of what they went through during that lockdown period, and I'm not sure that you remember it, except the overall sense that things could not be possibly the same again. Let take us through that journey of yours.
2: Do you know it's actually fantastic, Jen, is that I have structured a life of being a soloist, right? So my life is always about doing the things that appeal to me, and I do them without causing harm to the universe or to other people. Yet and the, at the beginning of the lockdown, when all my friends were coming undone, I'm like, oh my. God, I can't go drinking. Of course, the drinking part was the important missing bit. But it, it very quickly transitioned to the how are you going to make creative and useful use of this time? So it's one thing to say I'm chilling on my own and I'm loving the way the world is unfurling. But then you have these conversations with yourself. For me in particular, running a brand practice, you see your clients in the very beginning saying in light of the COVID and that that's the email you didn't want to get because the next paragraph was. Mm. We're going to have to defer projects. Mm. So you start this thing panicking, right? And you're in a total spin. You're like, what am I going to eat? Can I afford my champagne? Because for me, poverty is life with no champagne. So, can I afford the champagne? I know. I know. Sometimes I have first world problems. Um, Can I afford this? Can I afford that? Can I afford that? And then eventually you realize that anything that money can buy isn't everything and when that moment hit me that's when the unfurling began and and i started questioning the the many things that i had attached great value to and the many things that i had I thought added meaning to my life and in the bigger scheme of things if you've got your health if you've got your sanity like I think for all of us to have emerged out of the sane is in itself just an act of great, great bravery and courage so yeah, it's, and, it's, and it continues to
0: unfold Well, I, I think it does and I think, I mean we were just talking a minute ago and I said, you know, we could do a list of things that we were talking about and watching and doing all those sort of things before uh, and you call it BC Yes. before covid yes. which i think is great and uh, and now it's Apre yes. um upray covid <laughs> and uh, i mean for instance the kardashians would not survive in upray uh, in an outbreak uh, COVID world. They, they are so inconsequential and they wear too much makeup and anyway. Thankfully,
2: thankfully. Mm-hmm. I think part of what is Im- important now is we're starting to question what we consume and why we consume the things that we consume. Of course, there's, there's always going to be room for mindless consumption, but I think that there's a lot more going on in the space of mindful consumption, particularly in the in the brand building, marketing space. There's a, this wonderful convergence between... Between mindfulness which a lot of people think is an Eastern practice with consumption which is very capitalist in nature I as an intersectional strategist I'm turned on by stuff like that because I, I think it, it gets us to a place where you start to be incredibly aware and present in the choices that you're making right and culling the brands that you think are important in your life or even the people you think were, I mean I've dumped three girlfriends mm. since the beginning no because I've had to assess the when I walk away from every interaction doing I feel happy or sad and if I feel sad it means you're not good for me so then what am I doing do you know what I mean so this journey of just reviewing and revising what you consume how you spend your time how you preserve your mental health has been the journey that we're going on now and I don't know that for anyone who's attempting to evolve their self-awareness has room
0: necessarily for the k pack. Well, listen, let's, let's go on with this because it is so interesting. At what stage do you think you started, I suppose this is, it's that it's osmosis, isn't it? You don't know when, you know, this sort of struck you. It just struck so many people because I think that we were living, some of us on our own, yeah. some of us not. Yeah. Um, but, but we were isolated one way or the other. And so I think you started realising, which is what you actually said in this column, how little we actually do. Need so it is as you said. It is the food. It is having enough to you know buy a dress or a pair of sandals or something. We're not we're not talking about monks here no. at all. No, uh, we're not talking about that at all. But we're talking about I think things that matter and mindfulness does come into it, doesn't it? And and it does. Sorry, Jane, to interrupt you.
2: I think part of what has been really really liberating and awakening for me is an understanding that. You were aware from your first paycheck to when you got your first increase, because I seemed to try and keep pace with my increases. Like the more I earned, the more I got, the more I earned, the more I got. And guess what? You can never quench the thirst for more because there's always going to be something else you want. Mm-hmm. Then you get to a point where you look at that pair of shoes that you don't like. I mean, I've got Banyans because I used to buy... Small leather shoes because my mother said leather stretches. Oh God! I mean, by the time that size seven became a size eight, my feet were hurting. But I was doing all of this for the love of fashion or for looking the part, and all of these things are so inconsequential now. Because you look at the stuff, you go, yes, I still love refined things. I still love things that are beautifully made, but they have to be consciously made, and I have to be really mindful in my purchase of them. So, the journey that's that's unfolding now is one of just self-correction, but also forgiveness. Like I forgive my ignorant self because if I had known more then I would have chosen differently. But how could you? I, that's the point, right? Now I know a little more. So I have a responsibility to just make better, smarter choices. But yeah, this, this, is, this, is,
0: this is where we are. So, so explain to people who, who really mindfulness has not crossed their minds, what mindfulness entails, because it is just very simple.
2: You know, I think mindfulness is going to go through the same journey that sustainability went through, or even things like a shared value, where people use the term so flippantly that it loses its original meaning. How I have applied it and how I understand it, or, or the definition that resonates most with me, is the one that... That compels me to be present in the moment with the things that I'm doing, all the people I am with, all the choices that I'm making. So, for example, mindfulness is not, I'm at dinner with Jen, I'm not checking my phone, therefore I'm mindful. No, that's not it. It is, I now am presented with the, the September cover of the September edition of Vogue. Do I really need this? Right, what, do, what need does it fulfill in my life? And, and what, what, what am I trying to respond to versus I, I want it because this is what I've always bought. Like in September, I've always bought the, the Vogue because it's the Bible version. It's just about being deliberate about the choices you're making, but also about your choice of words. So it's not just the choice of stuff. It's the choice of language. It's the choice of behavior. And it's the choice of just, of just being aware of what's going on in you and therefore going on around you. I know it may sound Incredibly esoteric Or or meditative For people who say They don't have time To sit quiet But I know that If you're too busy to be quiet
0: you actually are the person who needs who needs, the needs, a, needs a bit of mindfulness in your life. Well we were talking about poetry earlier on a brand new poetry award and a wonderful poet reading her own poem and uh, and it does seem to me the poetry fits into the zeitgeist that we are now living in but you also brought into this um, this column of yours brands and, and advertising, I know the advertising agencies have gone through horror um, there is there's virtually no money, so it must have been absolutely brutal for them, but also brutal for their clients as well. So, so how do we approach and how do advertising or how should advertising agencies approach this new BC? Do you, do you know? Was do you know, Jen? This is um, my honors
2: paper was about um, does advertising have a social role. A, a responsibility in society or is it just a um, a member of the social community and i remember people saying to me advertising has because we're in advertising our role is not to parent people our role is to give them choices and then they can make the, the those those decisions i disagree now i'm a lot more aware that images are potent that that language is potent and therefore that the things that we present, particularly if you think about kids who are latchkey kids, who come home and all they do, they're babysat by the television. What they see on TV of people who look like them and sound them like them, sounds or starts to take on an image of this is my people, right? So if there's an older gentleman who's who should be old enough to be my father with pants around the knees, that seven-year-old thinks that's what older black men look like, right? And that is part of why we, who are practitioners in the- the brand building space to be need to be a lot more respectful and a lot more responsible. So it's not just so flippant as to get X and you'll get the girl. No, that's not how it works. I mean, we're living in a culture where we're dealing with patriarchy, we're dealing with issues of of, of gender imbalance. All of those things are things that we can't divorce from the from the role of creating messages for brands. So if you're a, if you're a client or if you're an ad agency. I think our time is up. I think we can't. We can't say uh, we're, we're not here to parent people. We're here to issue responsible advertising messages, and they still sell. By the way, it does. You don't lose the funk just because you, you're trying to be a lot more of a social citizen than just a, a capitalist purveyor of goods and services.
0: But I think you. I think you'd be found out quite quickly. Yeah. But if this, if this, this sense of caring i think caring is a word and kindness is a word yep. those are two words we haven't used for a long time yep. and that is part of of the new the new world that we're living in and because the, we're not going to have too
2: many choices actually that but also jen and you're correct because the the idea of caring compassion kindness all those words are words that sounded too soft, right, for the competent accountant who's the CEO. And I'm sorry, you can call in and and, and tell me to be kinder to bean counters. But I think part of what's what's happening here is that until we have people who are are a lot more attuned to human beings rather than consumers, then we won't see the change. Because I often say that we are consumers some of the time but we're human all of the time and the brands that are attending to the human part of you are the brands that you're going to choose Jen so as you're going through your list now going what are the brands that I'm going to call you're going to take off your list the brands that don't resonate at the level of your humanity and all they just want to do is sell to you. You hate call center people because she doesn't call to ask how you are because she's really concerned right she just wants to know if if she can sell you something. So the brands that are busy selling are far running out of runway the brands that will survive and the brands that will future-proof their businesses are those that are starting to understand that if you if you communicate at the level of my humanity you may just have a lot more seconds of my time
0: i mean do you think this is all rubbish or does it does it resonate in some way with you
1: Start your Saturday, your Saturday with Jenny. Jenny from 9 to 11 a.m. on Kaya FM 95.9.
0: And of course, we are still talking to Zara Marit about this wonderful column that she wrote. And I just found so much in it that resonated with me. And I think that we are having a conversation that I think many people are having and maybe not articulating. I want to talk to you about, because I think it is part and parcel of what you were writing about and articulating, and and that is multitasking. And I actually feel giddy when I think of multitasking now. But I, I'm unable to watch the American elections without doing something else at the same time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I it's think so you, appalling. I think you mean without slashing your wrist and please we want you alive. But yeah, so I here's what I know about myself now. I know that when I'm multitasking, I'm not I'm not present. I have sent jokes to my off-color jokes to my mother when I was trying to do something else. So I have now learned that I can only do one thing at a time. And 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 even people who've who've worked with me understand that if you give me more than one thing to do, I get overwhelmed. And this idea of being overwhelmed could just be my body saying to me, I need you to be able to just focus. I know that there's a an unfortunate, I guess, stereotypical angle that's attached to women about women are able to multitask black women are strong. I mean, like the the you can go down a long list of these really harmful things about women who are strong and all these things that are dangerous to our mental health in the final scheme of things. But I'm here to tell you that if it's multitasking for me, it's just something that I'm not able to do. And I'm not and I'm learning more and more that if I work at the pace of, of, of my own education and increasing self-awareness, it gets a lot more joyful. It really does, because I'm I'm horrid at it. I really am.
0: I really, really. I, I must say, I think it's very, very hard. And I think talking about mindfulness, I think it, you can't be mindful and multitask. You, it's not. It's not possible. So it is. In a way, we're talking about something much simpler and much more old-fashioned. When I say old-fashioned, I'm talking about good old-fashioned. Yes. I'm yep. not talking about you know, um, and it's it's. I, I, I'm finding it quite difficult to, to articulate what I feel, but I know that I'm feeling what I don't want to do. Awesome. And I think that's maybe awesome. what it is. And that's the beginning of the journey. At the beginning of the journey is the
2: what um, I've often said, I think our life is about choices and our choices are always at a T-junction, right? So it's either does this increase happiness or does this cause harm? myself, to others, or to people that I care about. And that's what mindfulness, I think, compels us to do. With every choice and with every action, we have the opportunity to come to that Chi Junction and go, does this increase happiness, or does this cause harm? Because if we just, even if we just teach that to a six-year-old, they will grow of course in they this, will. right, so mindfulness won't be a thing that they have to try and understand using thesaurus and Google, it's just going to be a way that they live their lives, and that, that would be a fantastic thing.
0: Let's go to Makasonki, who has just given us a call. And Makasonki, welcome to Kai FM. You want to talk about a current advertisement?
1: Yeah. Good morning, ladies. Yeah. PW. Um, they put an ad going right now, and the story is about um, a a meeting, an online meeting that these people are having. And this guy's
0: battling seemingly with the new button at some point. Makasumph, just hang on a second. I just want you to repeat that. You were you were breaking up just a little bit, so I just want to get you. You're talking about this advertisement. Just say it again so that we can hear it clearly.
1: Right. It's a, a VW ad, right? And the storyline is they're having some sort of a uh, a um, let's call it an online meeting, right? Right. And then this guy is definitely with the new button. And um, the lady's getting frustrated. And right at the end, um, when, you know, she's really in the thick of frustration, she switches to a, call it a black English, to say, "Teresa is button. And I'm um, seeing that as a bit of a gray one, you know, thin eyes territory, in the sense that, does it mean that? If you feel somebody is being dumb, you need to now switch it down to a bit of a, a black accent. You know, could that be construed in that way?
0: It could be almost anyone talking to me, by the way, if it's technology, you know, um, just uh, press the E button, you know, like E-Tools or something like that. But Zah, you will, <laughs> you will know much. I, I'm useless with technology and people do talk to me as if I'm a child. So, so what are your thoughts on that? No, uh, th- thank you, Mel
2: Kosoko for that. I've, he, there was a time, believe it or not, when clients would ask us to record ads in, in posh English and black English. Uh, children Shabalal and the Lawrence Dubas of this world would know this, and would be horrified yes. talking about it today so that 's the first piece, and the second piece is i guess it 's aligned to this idea that English spoken at a at a loud volume improves comprehension, which is an old way of saying. I am going to dumb this down to you because I'm going to, help you, I'm going to help aid your comprehension. So you and I are in the same WhatsApp group. I do find an inability to appreciate um, that level of, of, of deductiveness because you can be creative and funny and quirky without necessarily casting aspersions. So, yeah, you and I are, are in the same WhatsApp group. And thank you so much for calling in, by
0: the way. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Nell. Thanks very much indeed. And, uh, and just remember always, KFM FM, any show you can Give us a call oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. Was our listen? I mean, it, this it, it goes on to food as well. So, so you know, I, I, I'm fully aware that this could be a very long conversation, which we have to do over champagne. I think yeah. talking about being simple. Yeah. I mean, just very good champagne, <laughs> and we will share it. Yes. You know, nicely. But I would, I would love to expand on this as well because it's much broader than than we've been able to cover. In the limited amount of time that we've got,
2: it will be always, always a pleasure, Jen.
0: Always a pleasure. So, Marit Julie, thank you very, very much indeed. And I just, uh, just as a, you are reading *Frenemies* by Ken uh, Orletta. and you are going for a coffee where now? I'm
2: going to go down to the Kona Cafe because they leave me alone and they make the best
0: cappuccino. Well, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Saturdays with Jenny. With Jenny every Saturday from from 9 to 11 a.m.
1: On Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding.
2: Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za
1: for more.